So when it comes to design, um, while we, we, um, we can leverage on systems and leverage on the science of, of things and um, everything technical about it, I also think that um, one thing we should never leave out is the human part of things. All right. Um, the the core the core interactions with everything we create as designers, as artists, you know, whatever it is, is we are is people that is humans that will interact with it. And so, um, you know, in product design, there are things around you know what people will call empathy and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there should be that human factor with everything we're designing and with everything we're creating. We're creating for people, we're people creating for people. And we, regardless of whether the things we're creating are owned, owned by brands uh, and are owned by companies and owned by systems and governments and all these things, we shouldn't forget the part of designing for humans because yeah, it is for humans. Design plus illustration equals designstration. Good day, everyone. You're welcome to the Design Station Podcast. Um, Ufot Ubun. I'm your host, and today I have with me a, a multi-talented designer. Man, it's really good. Really, really good. It's no exaggerations. Check his work out. It's really good. He's the he's a lead designer. That's where he walks. It's really brilliant. I've seen his work. He's awesome. He's also an illustrator. And nobody can actually best introduce someone more than they can introduce themselves. So I'm just going to open the mic for him to just do his thing. And give us. Fee, over to you. Tell us. Who are you, sir? <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. My name is um, Fee. Um, I like to go by Finn sometimes. Um I'm a brand identity specialist and um, illustrator as well. I'm currently head of design at Czech DC, a multidisciplinary um, creative agency, um, digital transformation agency, actually, in um, Lagos, Nigeria. We're committed to rethinking everything and rethinking how brands and products are um, experienced. And uh, yeah, um, that's a little bit about me. Uh, like I said before, I design brand identities. I do illustration. On the side, well, not a lot of people know about me, but um, I'm also a pastor. Um, I'm a singer. I'm a pianist. I'm a lot of things. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Let's count. Brand dentist specialist, <laughs> illustrator, right? Pastor, singer, pianist. All right, that's great. That's great. I need to really rethink my purpose. Thank you for all of those. Uh, getting to know you, Finn. How's the journey been for you as a brand identity specialist? How long have you been designing? Okay, so I think I I've, I usually lose counts, but I, I always like just track back. So I started designing in 2015. So I'm guessing that's about seven years now. They're about like hmm. seven years yeah. plus. But um, I started um, brand identity design in 2018, right? So what I'd been doing before then was just, you know, flyers and um, cover arts, all those things, right? And then um, 2018 was when I started doing um, brand identity design. And uh, ever since then, yeah, it's been my forte. It's been my baby. Then um, I picked up illustration about uh, about a year a year plus ago, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much my um, my 
career history so far. Um, I became senior designer at Check DC in 2020. Mm. And, uh, you know, two years down the line, I'm head of design now. And, uh, you know, mm. it's been God. It's been good. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything, any core highlights from my career so far to pick out. Um, how has it been for me as a brand identity specialist? Um, I like to think that um, aside, you know, my personal growth, the industry has really, um, you know, shifted a lot from what it used to be. Um, okay. You know, um, when I first started, all I was pretty much seeing were white people posting and doing brand identity illustration, uh, brand identity design on um, Instagram and um, on Behance and all that. But between then and now, you know, a lot of African and Nigerian designers particularly mm. have taken interest in that. And, you know, a lot of people have also risen in their ranks. So, yeah, you know, uh, there was a time where I thought, oh, I was I was one of the people, you know, one of the only people in <laughs> But, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was like, super high-minded of me because, you know, right now there are a lot of awesome um, brand identity designers out there mm. in Nigeria, in Africa, and, you know, out there in the world. And I'm like, okay, okay, this mm. is pretty good. That's good. So, yeah, that's how it's been so far for me. That's good. Speaking of brand identity specialist, right? What exactly would you say you do? What's what would you say a brand identity specialist does? Okay, so um, the reason why I I didn't say brand identity designer and said brand identity specialist is mm -hmm. because um, a brand identity designer will pretty much just design an identity for a brand. Um, so that's mm -hmm. everything visual that um, that represents a brand. Um, a business, you know, wants to be identifiable um, from a visual standpoint and yeah. also wants to be um um memorable you know mm -hmm. so what they what they do is um they build out a brand identity and that's what a brand identity designer comes in to do creates yeah. everything visually um for the brand um i'm trying to i'm trying to not mix visual identity brand identity i'll just mm -hmm. put everything in okay. one bubble yeah so that's pretty much what a brand identity design creates um all the visual um touch points um visual assets for the touch points that um you know the clients or the target audience of a business or a brand yeah you know um um would love to engage um with its audience with however um for a brand identity specialist um i like to think it goes beyond just um uh you know the design of things but also the thinking and sometimes or some part of it the strategy the strategic interpretation mm -hmm. of it so um, I don't currently do brand strategy, but I think I have a good eye and a good mind for interpreting brand strategy into um, brand identity. So um, how to not only create visuals that stand out, mm -hmm. but visuals that can communicate, visuals that can resonate, visuals that can um, pass across a message um, as subtle as possible or, you know, even as um, prominent as possible as well. Mm -hmm. And um, that's pretty much why I like to think that I'm brand identity um, specialist just being able to translate strategy into identity that resonates that is consistent and that does the, that gets the job done yeah mm, that's good that's good now I, I mean you just picked up illustration it's not quite it's not really as long as you've been doing brand identity um, design as a brand identity specialist right so yeah. illustration is about two about two years ago now, yeah. for me myself, right, as an illustrator who also dabbled into brand identity design, I've, I've actually had this struggle, you know, 
And I feel it's something that even most designers would feel, especially when they when they do um, brand identity design and they also do illustrations. They feel this this war. Should I give up one for the other? Should I focus on one for the other? Have you ever had that struggle? Have you ever had that struggle? Yeah, to be honest, when I started doing illustration, right, it was it was so interesting for me seeing how you, you could create an entirely new world. Yeah using illustration and you know i almost actually wanted to pivot you know, completely <laughs> to say you know what uh brand identity yeah i i'm i'm doing pretty okay with this i'm going to put you to the side and just focus <laughs> on yeah because illustration in itself is is um and that's another conversation where i'm, I'm hoping we get to yeah you know the whole conversation about art and illustration right okay but yes. illustration in itself gives room for a lot of expression that um that um, when thinking as a brand identity designer, most times what you're thinking about is systems mm-hmm. and thinking about yeah. um, consistency and thinking about, oh, um, how can this be expanded? How can this be used in different, you know, all those kind of things. That's what you're thinking mm-hmm. about. But with illustration, most times you're first thinking about it from a communications and aesthetic standpoint yeah. And, yeah. and a creative standpoint. So how can I create something that expresses communication or that expresses a thought or an idea in the most aesthetic way but still able to like pass this message across right because it also needs to look good while being able to resonate with whatever messaging has been put out and so it was very interesting for me um you know getting into illustration that way um taking some of the most abstract ideas and mm-hmm. presenting them in in a in a creative form it was really interesting but mm-hmm. i think it's something that um if a lot of brand identity designers you know start to explore chances are yeah um the idea of trying to leverage or to stay on illustration alone Alone. i think it's a temptation that would definitely come up i think it's (laughs) it's yeah okay now um uh, i'm I'm actually going to save that question about art and design for the later future Let's talk about design. And I, I like to ask people this question in particular, creatives rather, this question in particular to see their perspective about it. You know, I've asked a product designer, I've asked an illustrator, uh, web designer, everybody. Now, as a brand design specialist, what 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 is design thinking to you? Okay. Just before I answer that question, let me just put this out there. Okay. So the fact that I, I use the term brand identity specialist is is what I like to tag myself, right? It's not like it's a, um, I'm not creating a new role, a new role that, you know, because, you know, people really like to jump on titles. Okay, yeah. Like so, yeah, in the in the sense of everything, I am still a brand identity designer, just so mm-hmm. anybody who's listening to this, I beg. Okay. No <laughs> I beg. Okay, okay. So, what is design thinking for yes. me? Um when it comes to definitions, I think some of these things are are still a bit more abstract to me. Um, but if I was to describe uh, design thinking, exactly, I, I I I really like it when people explain or describe rather than just give a definition to something. Yeah, yeah. so just describe. So I think design thinking is um, is sort of um, uh, would I say it is having a an approach or a mindset about. Um, creatively i'm trying to put my words together (laughs) um design thinking what is design thinking design thinking is um it's a mindset right it's Mm -hmm. a mindset that um, enables one to approach whatever problems 
um, that they're trying to solve, whether it be a communicational problem, whether it be a um, a visual problem, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a mindset that enables one to approach it from a creative standpoint, where they're thinking about systems, processes, and also um, ease. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm finding it hard to to put the words together, but I I think it's something around that. I I won't I won't fall totally down this one. I, I'm finding it hard to put words together, but it, mm-hmm. it's pretty much about solving problems, um, thinking about them creatively. Um, yeah, from a process um, system standpoint, mm-hmm. I, that's what I think it is. It's, that's what I, uh, so it could, it could be more of show me your process, right? Rather than just bringing your product down my table. Right, let me see your thought process. How did you come about this thing? How did you arrive at the answer? I mean, that's, yeah, that's what I think it is. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Let's let's talk about art and design. Let's yeah, talk about art cool. and design. Now, the word art is broad. It's big. It's big, mm-hmm. right? Okay, go on. Give me, Finn. What's what's art to you? What's art? Art is any form of expression, you know, from the mind. That's what I think art is. That's beautiful. Whatever form, yeah, an expression. That's actually of the beautiful. Mind. This this is my first time hearing arts in this. Let me use this word minimalistic way and it's just it's just there it's really just there wow any form of expression from the mind yeah then what's design 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 is um i'll refer to the definition i was trying to give to design thinking okay design is pretty much um is also an expression of the mind but in a more um many times a more systematic a more process and um process based and um cognitive um i'm trying to see or practical practical um approach towards solving problem right so mm-hmm. i think design um and this is moving it away from anything visual you know just from a um, design standpoint Point, yes. i think it is um, approaching um, a problem um through process or is an expression of thoughts you know um, using process, um, systems, and practical procedures. That's what I really think okay. um, design is. If I was to break it down a bit further, mm-hmm. I would say um, when approaching design or when you know, you're know you thinking about designing something or when you think about the design of a thing, yeah. the f- things that come to mind are, first of all, the initial thoughts yeah. or the initial ideas, right? But these ideas mm-hmm. come to life through systems, through processes, and um, through um, practical, you know, moving things around, like it's different from art in the sense that um, art is just an expression. Art mm-hmm. can it can be organized, it can be systematic yeah. as well. But design in itself is it's not just an expression. It is systematic. Mm-hmm. It has process. It has a flow. Mm-hmm. This to this to this to this. Put this and this together. Yeah. Um, there are procedures to design, and that's what I think the difference. Or that's what I think design is um, mm-hmm. as compared to art. Art. Okay. So if I get a dollar for every time I'm asked this very question, I'll be asking now. Um, I should be rich. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really should be because Finn, I've I've literally I like I really got to the point where you know there's a way you get asked a particular question over and over and in, and you feel like do I really even know this thing? I'm illustrating or maybe doing a flyer or anything. And I get to ask, is this design? 
or is this illustration? Now, I may be drawing, right? I may, be, I may, I may literally be illustrating, but I know what I'm doing. It's, it's not just illustration. You get, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm actually trying to, let's say my invitation flyer, right? Invitation uh, template. Yes. I illustrated the illustrations we have there, but the process of putting the logo here, putting the other ones here, putting this here, putting that here, that was me actually designing. So should someone steps in and say, this thing you're doing, is it design? This thing you're doing is it illustration. My question to you now thing is, when would you say this is illustration? <laughs> and when would you say this is design? Even when we do have illustration in that which you're designing. Mm. Okay, so um, I think, I think um, the, the answer to that question would be taking things back a little bit to design. Now, okay. when we bring when we bring design to you know a more visual context, right? Mm -hmm. um, you see, it is creating visual assets or creating visual things using process, using um, um, or taking a, a thought and expressing it visually using process. Using um, uh, what are the other words? I was the buzzwords I was throwing around before. Basically, a systematic approach to um, expressing a thought Thoughts. visually. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, when it comes to when it comes to um, design in, from a visual sense, mm -hmm. there are different expressions or different ways it can be expressed. Yeah. So there is, um, um, you know, what you call graphic design or brand design in any way. Yeah. Um, you can see it in motion design. Mm -hmm. um, I also like to think illustration is actually an expression of design as well. Okay. Right. So yeah. it, they're not for me. They're not two separate. Um, entities or two separate um, existences on their own. I think mm -hmm. that they're actually, um, illustration is an expression of design in the sense that um, um, it is a form of visual design, right? And it's being expressed, you know, using lines, using shapes, using color, yeah. right? Yeah. And there is a process to it, right? So, um, you know, put, oh, let the hand be this size mm -hmm. as compared to the wrist. Let the, this be this, you know, and mm -hmm. Um, just like we um, we know with every other form of design, we can see overlaps between different expressions of design. So you can see an overlap of brand design and motion design. True. You can see an overlap of information design and motion design. Mm -hmm. You can see an overlap of um, of um, product design and motion design, right? Yeah. Because these fields in themselves, while they may have distinct characteristics or distinct um, approaches to them, mm -hmm. they are still forms of expression right forms mm -hmm. of expression using yeah. process and you know a systematic approach to them and so um that's what i think it is with illustration i think illustration is not in any cell in itself different from design. design i think it is an expression of design regardless of whether you know you're combining the illustration with text or whether you're combining the illustration with imagery or whether it's just oh a nice illustration i still think is an expression of you know of design is you can maybe illustration design, however you want to call it. You know, it's less about the terms and more about the the actual system to things. And you know, illustration I think is is still an expression of design. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I'd like to get your thoughts. What do What do you think about it? I've always seen illustration to be um, a different entity entirely from design. Okay. And I used to see it that way, at least. But when I, when I came to the point where I started doing brand identity design for clients and I realized that illustration actually requires design knowledge, basic design knowledge. 
it does require basic design knowledge. And it got to a point, I be, it, it became so hard to be able to separate one from the other. It became, became really hard to separate one from the other. In fact, just recently, just recently, I fully, fully discovered that truly, illustrators are actually designers as well. I mean, they they, you know, it's just recently that they're actually designers in some sense because it feels like, it feels like noodles, spaghetti. It's like they're all joined together, that thing. You, you just yeah. can't pick one out or pick the uh, when illustration here, design here. So I, and illustration is very expressive, very, very expressive. Of course, I know that. And that gives an edge in some sense. And this is not in any way to, try to say maybe um, visual identity designers or brand identity designers are not expressive. No. But illustrations, right, when you're doing that illustration and it, it has this expressiveness that it brings. Just right. like you said, art is that, um, it's being able to express, right, that, yeah. you know, any form of expressive expression. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about illustration and design, when is this illustration, when is this design? I like to target in this sense that there's this there's this image that has really trended the internet. It's about two people standing from different points of view. Then they're looking at this one is looking at this same number. You're seeing a nine. The other person is yeah, looking is seeing a six, right? Both are correct, right? Both Mm -hmm. from their own perspective, they're actually correct. So if I'm standing on the platform of an illustrator, uh, I can actually choose to see illustrations as design. And I can also choose not to see illustration as design. If I'm also standing from the, you know, the 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 platform of a designer, I can choose to see illustrations as not design, and I also can see it as illustrators as designers, and also can see illustrators as non-designers. So mm. it's, I think it's it's quite controversial. At the same time, it's something that can be understandable it's something that's understandable at the same time but yeah. it's like i would just leave it at it's that spaghetti it's that noodles it blends yeah. yes you just have to dabble into it to 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 know it now, so yes go um, on okay yeah um what i what i really think about it is um is just like i said before i think um in approaching illustration yeah and yeah. that was um i'll still get back to the initial thoughts that i had um, mm-hmm. in approaching illustration, there is process to it. Yes, there is. Um, there is, you know, a creative thinking or a design thinking approach. Yeah, that's true. Right, and that's that's one of the reasons why I separated the, the difference between um, design and art. As um, art is just an expression of the mind, right? Mm-hmm. While design is the expression of the mind or a thought, but using systems, processes, and all these other things, right, mm-hmm. and what I think illustration is, is illustration is that soft spot um, or is a really good place where art and design meet because there is the artistic mm. side. Yeah, there's yeah. the artistic side to illustration, right? Mm. It yeah. has to it has to be good. It has to have flair. It has to pop. There, There is the combination. And generally, I think design in itself has um, an artistic... Um, system to it right it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of buzzwords i'm throwing around for instance um color theory with visual design yeah right while there is the science behind it there is the oh um primary colors red blue and yellow and while green. there's yeah the science of tertiary colors yeah. there's also the artistic part of it where you can mix 
a primary color and a tertiary color and you know it looks good yes it's true expressive it pops yes, yes right there's also the whole idea of color blocking using two colors that may not necessarily sit next to each other mm-hmm. on any you know color system yeah, but they look good, but they still look good. The <laughs> yeah that's the artistic that's side mm. to design so i think um illustration is not that expression of um of design that leverages on art and design very um very much in the sense that uh while there is a system to it there is the approach you know there's this illustration system that i did um recently um an isometric um based illustration for a client right and Mm -hmm. i realized that i had to use grids i had to use um um, lines i had to make sure that the angles were right i had Mm -hmm. to make sure that you know that was the process part of things that was the Mm -hmm. systems part of things but however i also realized oh yeah, this thing has to pop. There, the way the arrow is coming out of the phone, mm-hmm. it has to be nice. It has to look good. It has to look, you know, clean. And this yeah. is beyond angles and measurements and all that. That's the artistic part of things. So I think um, what I think is that art and um, that illustration, um, pardon me, that illustration mm-hmm. is an expression of design that is very artistic or that can be artistic in its nature or in its expression. But yeah, that's that's generally what I think about that. Now, the initial thoughts that I wanted to to sort of weigh in on mm-hmm. was was the difference between uh, digital arts, yeah, and illustration. All right, yeah. So that one is is something that I still I I don't know how to blur the lines. I don't know where the lines are, or you know, it's. It's been one of the things that has boggled my mind for a while. How, when do you look at something and say, oh, this is digital arts and mm. now nah, this is not illustration, even if the digital art is vector based or okay. even if it uses lines. Yeah. So it's it's been super confusing <laughs> for me. But do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so um, digital art itself has actually been tagged, sometimes has been tagged as a particular st- uh, a particular, I don't want to just say type, but kinds. Say, for instance, now we have uh, kinds of living things, right? We have the human kind, right? We have fish. That's that's the kind. Mm-hmm. The, okay. So digital art actually has also been tagged its own kind in the sense that, say, I'm an illustrator now, and which I am, and now, for instance, now which field of illustrations do I want to uh, specialized and now it's okay game industry educational sector right or background concept background artist concept artist character designer right you see these different fields now digital illustration has sort of has its own kind its own more like a job description to say okay i'm a digital artist it's different from when you say i'm an illustrator or something of that sort so it has all kind of had that let me say rank now Coming to saying, when is this illustration? When is this digital art? How can I feel? It? I would go back to my noodles. <laughs> I really would go back to my noodles. It's just this bowl of spaghetti. It's just this bowl of noodles. But truly, yes, there's there's always uh, there's always a different. We, we 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 can always spot the difference because there are sometimes that I mean not sometimes there's a, a whole lot of time whereby artists have done hyper realistic artwork digitally yeah. right mm-hmm. will i call that an illustration uh this is beyond i mean of course it's a digital work it could be it could be pixel based it could be vector based but 
this is high. This is like I've seen works. That, Finn, I've seen works that blew my mind. I'm like, there's no way you did this on computer. Not be the same laptop I get, right? No, 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 no. I've seen works that blew my mind, and yeah. it's so real that if the artist did not specifically say this was done with social software, I would really say this is real life work. So. Yeah. When is it digital art? When is it when is it digital art? When is this illustration? And there's this there's this concept. Um, there's this concept that has hovers into the you know it's just hovering the internet. And I really like to clear that air that you know when we talk about illustrations these days, people just think about um, vector illustrations. You have the leg, the hand, or it's the plant, or it's the cute elephant, or anything you can you know. It's people just have that concept that that's illustrations. It's bigger than that. It's really bigger than that. And I really feel maybe that's why there's no single specific definition to design, to art, to illustration of this stuff. But it's just broad. I myself, who is an illustrator, I really can't say this is when this is digital art and this is when this is uh, illustration. Because sometimes these these things are interchangeable. They they, they really are. Do you have something to say about that? Let me hear you. No, um, I think I think um, um, drawing the lines between them, just like you said, it, it's it currently is you know a big bowl of spaghetti, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of things overlap, a lot of things touch each other, so it's hard to draw the lines between them. Sometimes I think maybe one of the differences would be, um, I don't know. This is just you know me just spitballing here, but okay. I think maybe um, one of the differences might be the medium. Right, so whether it is um, just like you said, pixel based or mm-hmm. uh, vector based, but you know, I, I don't know. I think maybe it's a conversation we can open up online and you know, sort of get thoughts on that and see Honestly. if there is a you know general consensus mm-hmm. to what it is and all that. But yeah, that's that was just a thought in my head. About uh, that's that's actually brilliant. Honestly, yeah. do you think do you think the line should be drawn? Do you think the line should be drawn? Like. Let's not just generalize this thing. I mean, when the 21st century knowledge is increasing, technology is vast. Like, it's just there. Do you really think we should draw the line? Let's just say this is design. This is illustration. This is digital art. Should we draw the line? Should the line be drawn? Um, for the sake of, um, of you know, for standardization, right? And okay. also, you know, um, uh, for clarity's sake, also for the future, um, of artists and um, designers in you know the world, I think um, one of the reasons why we have these clear-cut lines is just so that there is clarity. There is um, also standards. There are things that we can also um, you know measure. You know, in some sense, um, in some sense, um, mm-hmm. take for instance, what's the population of illustrators in yeah, Nigeria? Yeah, yeah. What's the population of Nigeria um, of designers of brand identity designers? You know instead of just having everybody in one big bubble oh, how many designers are there in Nigeria, you know, just for mm. that sake. And, you know, also to help um, with job description, clarity for, you know, the future, if a company wants to hire a, um, if they intend to hire an illustrator, they don't just put out an ad saying, oh, we need a designer. And mm-hmm. you know, we have other forms of design, you know, um specialists applying and they're not getting job so yeah i think the lines need to to be drawn um not necessarily to divide people but you know yeah, and also yeah. in, in a sense of way to unite us because it also helps with collaboration 
it's easier to True. know when you're reaching out to an illustrator for when you need an illustration-based project. It's easier to mm-hmm. collaborate with a digital artist for, you know, maybe something that requires that specialty, right? So, yeah, I think the lines should be drawn, but not necessarily for the sake of division, but for the sake mm. of standardization and in some way collaboration as well. That's great. F- um, funny story, right? Um, artist, general word, quite generic. I'm an artist, right? And I think one is pronounced differently when the letter E is added to it. I think it's the yeah. artist, right? Okay. So do you draw? Yes, I draw. Um, of course, we don't say I'm, I'm, I'm a drawer. <laughs> we don't say I'm a drawer. See, I'm an artist. Um, what do you do? I'm a charcoal artist. Specification. Now, now I know where you're coming from. Specification. I'm a charcoal artist. Oh, I'm a pencil artist. That's that's what I used to draw. That's why. I, that's how I do my draw. I'm a hyper realistic artist. You see, this it's it's now now you're you're narrowing it down to something. So I used to think of it this way: digital artists are those who actually draw digitally. But now I have a friend. <laughs> Olamide, who actually draws both digitally and traditionally. Okay, that's another one. Traditional artist. It's just, it's just too much. It's just broad. So, digital artists does digital art. Illustrators do illustrations. Okay, when will I say? So, have there been instances where? illustrators do their illustrations and someone say, that's a digital art. Of course, yes. Has there been cases where a digital art does his digital arts and a digital artist rather does his digital art and someone says, so someone sees that digital art and say, that's an illustration. Of course, yes. So truly, back to what you said, let's draw the line for standardization. Yeah. We give people cap. We then get. We'll give, let's let's really give people rank. Yeah. Let's stamp them. So, okay, this is it. This is your field. Yeah. So I think um, just this is a general thought. I think um, a lot of people are um, too much more concerned with titles and um, and uh, you know titles and uh, tags mm-hmm. than they are really about um, specializations and you know. Um, skill set right yeah and so yeah with the growing increase in um in skills and all that you know there's definitely gonna be a lot of people coming up with new titles i remember this one time i saw this guy (laughs) on his i'm sorry if you can hear me wherever you are but (laughs) on his his twitter bio and he he said he's a brand experience designer oh my and i was like what what the hell is do a you brand? do like what do you do what do you do right <laughs> you know i've heard people say that they are a brand identity writer and i'm like oh my like i don't get it right so while i'm i'm all for the um for the yeah let's let's call things what they are mm-hmm. if somebody's a digital artist let's call that digital artist if somebody is a traditional artist they can just go by maybe traditional artists, mm-hmm. but they're still both under the umbrella of artists, yeah. right? Yes. If you're, an, if you're an illustrator who does a more artistic form of um, of illustration, you can call yourself an artist, artist. You can call yourself an illustrator. You can just put it artist and that's the ampersand. Mm-hmm. Artist and illustrator, right? You know, um, 
when I when I started telling people that I'm an illustrator, I didn't put senior illustrator, I didn't put junior illustrator. I just mm. said I'm a brand identity designer and illustrator. I'm mm-hmm. not a brand identity illustrator. illustrator. Mm-hmm. I'm not an information illustrator. Mm-hmm. You can just put that. And then whenever you have the chance to express either to, um, through your projects or through you know um, conversations, you can then begin to speak to some of the specializations. Oh, I specialize in information design or I specialize in information illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, I specialize in um, digital arts or I specialize in an artistic form of illustration. And some of these things are not things you might need to say. Yeah. There are things that people will see through your work. Works. Yes, that's right? true. So, yeah, I think I think we should, we as an industry, we need to, you know, not be too um, um, tied to titles and tags True. and ranks and all these things. Although I am for it, I think it's important that we have them, just like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. for standardization, standardization yeah. for, yeah, for collaboration, collaboration purposes. Yes. Yeah. But I beg, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's calm down See, a bit. <laughs> coming, co- coming up in 2018, when I, when I started of digital art officially, there was one particular uh, tied to that actually, it was quite unclear. It was, concept artists you know i was like what what do they do and i look and i look at their then i was i i they were, they were actually there were many of them on was this thing art station so i was like then i checked their work i'm like these things you guys draw background you guys draw sometimes you people draw, of course the way you do is different but what's what's in what's in the concept you know it's it's it can be really confusing. It's truly, it's, it, can, it can be really confusing. Yeah. It really so can I be think, confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for for some specializations, and this one I can give, um, you know, some some of some form of allowance to. Yeah. Some specializations are also par- particular to certain industries, right? So, I believe, like in let's say in in a film and um, maybe game industry, yeah. concept art. Okay. might be something that truly exists or that really you know um um is an important role there mm-hmm. however if you bring it to a different context let's say you bring it to um to a brand context yeah, right yeah uh, a concept artist is not necessary like true. it's not something that's that true so i can that's give true. an allowance to some of those things where um different industries have different requirements or mm-hmm. have different specialization specialized needs Mm-hmm. And that's where some of these titles may come. Like, for instance, a VFX artist. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, those are, are very important to certain industries. industries that's certain, true. You get, and mm-hmm. they might also overlap with other industries as well. Because I know a 3D artist or a VFX artist might be also necessary in sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes in a brand-based industry, right? So mm-hmm. maybe um, we're working on brand projects. And we need to do some VFX for that yeah. and all that. But at the same time, it's like I said, it's needed for the sake of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Just so I know this is who I need or this is what yeah. I need to work with yeah. for this to be done. So, yeah. That's great. You know what? Enough of this uh, illustration talk. Make you no really <laughs> lack brain. Let's, let's talk about work life. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Clear my truth. Let's talk about work life. Finn. Finn. Yeah. <laughs> work life. Work life. Yeah. Morning. 
an illustrator, a designer, on the laptop. It's like, you know, we pray for our daily bread, but this time around now, we really try to pray for our daily laptops. It's, it's this, it's that, it's this. Work life. And it's not life work, or it's work life. Finn, share your thoughts. Hmm. So, um, everything I'm going to say now, I'm going to say also helping myself because I know I haven't sort of like figured out the complete balance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it's it's um, something that I think as you grow in life, you have to keep modifying and, and adapting True. to, um, yeah, because, you know, where you were two years ago is not where you are today. And the same routine can't work that work then won't work now mm-hmm. uh, but i i must say this that there there isn't a one fit um one uh what's how do they say how does that phrase go a one fits all you know formula to mm-hmm. my to way or the like highway that. like it's either my yeah. way or the highway okay yeah so it's um basically work-life balance has um has to do with um knowing or in summary, working hard and playing hard, right? Hmm. And um, it's a nice ring. Yeah, love it. Yeah, you should be able to to find that balance. A lot of us are very, 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 very much tied to our work, either because it is why it is where we get you know money and um, we get a livelihood from, mm-hmm. or um, you know either because of that or you know you're just so passionate about the work you are a perfectionist you always glue to your work or first for a lot of people a lot of designers who hate to admit (laughs) it is also because you are trying to run away from other things in life that's Mm. why you are stuck with your work but we're not going to talk about that i'm not going to talk about that (laughs) but you know yeah so i think yeah, I think I think um, everybody should pretty much figure out um, how to prioritize. It has to do with priorities, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, work takes priorities at some point. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, family is important. Yeah. You know, love is important. Yeah. Um, getting rest is important as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why a lot of people have broken up with their babes because hey, they're too busy. <laughs> yeah. Breaking tables. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's fight, let's fight. <clears throat> Why do you use mouse? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Why do you use let, mouse? Let me say it now that everybody who I ever fought for using trackpad, I am sorry. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Because for the past year, uh-huh. I have been using trackpad. Confession on the Designstration Podcast 101. Finny just confessed. For the past one year, he's been using trackpad. Please give us drum rolls. Hmm. <laughs> I apologize. And I think um, somebody said somebody said something then that I was like, ah, you are in. But now, you know, I believe it. <laughs> and it's because he said, um, I have not used a trackpad yet. Mm-hmm. That will make me abandon the mouse. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it then. I was like, eh, nothing will make me until I started using, you know, the one I'm using now. And now I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. this person does have a point. There you go. But even, even though. Even though upon still, okay. Even though. Hey. Still. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Fun question, Finn. Amongst all your brand identity you know design project which one would you say that's my favorite hmm 
So I think my current favorite is one that I haven't put out yet. Hmm. But a lot of people will probably um, already, you know, notice um, the affiliation I had with the brand sometime earlier this year. Um, so I did a brand identity for um, for a, it's pretty much a fintech for kids. Okay. And um, the brand's name is Little. And hmm. um, yeah, um, so why is my favorite is because it, it was the first time I think I was, well, it's not the first time, but it was one of the, um, first projects I did from top to bottom alone, right? Wow, that's good. Um, for, for kids, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'd done a project for kids before, but I did it collaboratively with some of the other guys at the mm-hmm. office. Uh, but this one, I worked on it, you know, from top to bottom myself. So, and it also included illustrations. So there was a whole identity system mm-hmm. and there was another, um, there was part of the identity system was an illustration um, library and, you know, a system mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, for me, it was really good because um, it was one of my, it's, it is my favorite because the entire thing mm-hmm. was, was um, a learning process for me. So I was, um, I, I did the project late last year, which was not too long after I had started um, picking up illustration mm. and you know, um, just to see how things, you know, developed and how everything came together in that project. It was really good. I'm working on the case study. Hopefully, I'll put it out before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I'll put it out before... The, well, I don't know because it's already... We're in September already. But hopefully, I'll put it out before the end of the year. Looking and, forward um, to that. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Fingers well, crossed. let me put a disclaimer now. If mm-hmm. you guys go to their social media, I would, I'll just stop there. If you go to their social media... Hmm. 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 That's my fault. I won't say. I won't <laughs> say more than that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Top notch, top notch. Talking about top notch, you know, for me as a designer and as I was an as an um, designer and illustrator, yeah. when I'm working, sometimes I um, when I get to a particular points, especially when I'm doing the coloring, I've seen the inking, right? I'm doing the coloring, doing the gradient, adding the details, the texture. I just get this feeling like, oh my, this is this is really clean. This is this is this is great. This work is really gonna be great. And it just fills my energy. It gives me the energy the more. I, I really believe you would understand what I'm talking about. When I'm yeah. when I'm so at that point, I felt like this is it. I'm on cloud nine. At what point, as a brand identity specialist, at what point would you say, oh my, this this project is really gonna be good? Like, this is it. At what point? Yeah, so for uh, for me, it's it's I think um, three core things or two. You know, the first thing is, does it look good? Is it fine? Hmm. Like that's the first thing. Like this identity has to be fine. It has like, to be fine. You know, from logo to mm-hmm. the system. Like if I see it and I'm like, ah, oh, this thing is mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. For me, that's that's the first point. I always look out for aesthetics, and yeah. Um, then the next thing is, how scalable is this system? Right, mm. the identity. Yeah. So if if um let's say I create a pattern for a brand and you know said pattern can work in both prints mm-hmm. and use cases, it can work in small sizes, it can work in large sizes, it can work as a complementary brand asset, it can also work as a you know um prominent in quotes brand asset. And I'm like, okay, okay, mm. yeah, yeah. I it. mean, we're take there. We're, we yeah, don't, take yeah. Mm. yeah, we're there. Hmm. And the final thing is, how easy is it for someone else to handle this? 
all right because mm. i think that's one thing that a lot of designers don't really look out for because um i've worked with um the brand guides that some other people have created yeah you know um, maybe some people did identity for a brand and we have to take that identity and either turn it to motion or turn it turn it to um to um to communications design you know mm-hmm. any other thing like that you know some people haven't made it scalable enough for other people to use mm-hmm. right it feels like they made it because it's only them that would design mm-hmm. for the brand yeah but you know i always think about that as well how scalable is this and how um portable in quotes is this um identity system mm-hmm. can a motion designer take the assets i've created and take all these things and does it make it easy for him to conceptualize mm-hmm. how to bring this to life can another designer take the brand guide and take the assets and use that to create new things that would still look consistent mm. you know both from an aesthetic standpoint and also from a system standpoint so did i make the rules mm. clear enough for the um for the other designer for the other people to take and say you know what yeah this is easy this is what to do and what not to do mm-hmm. so once all these these three boxes are checked mm-hmm. then nah i'm floating on cloud nine forever man oh my that's 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 me that's me that's me uh, oh, man. i've seen i've seen one tweet you actually dropped it's been a long time it's been a long time drop that tweet you finished a brand identity work before the deadline i mean i believe every good designer should actually have gotten to this point like it, you, you maybe you gave him like okay, yeah, two week, one week, two months, whichever, and five days. Finn, you don't wrap this thing. I when I saw, and it, I, I think that tweet, you were like, should I drop? Should I not drop? You know, should I made another thing say I don't put effort for this work. <laughs> how how do you meet up with deadline targets? How do you meet up with deadline target? Okay, so a uh, quick backstory to that tweet. Yeah. Um, that was that's um the project i was doing was actually the assessments that i was giving mm-hmm. to um that i did before joining um check dc where, oh, where wow. yeah so um i think they eventually saw it and you know we had a big laugh <laughs> about but yeah it was that was that so with regards to timelines so um then there was a time where i wasn't really great with it um and i always left things to last minute mm-hmm. and you know um, I always ended up getting burnt out or not fleshing out their fullest. Mm-hmm. But now I started using a project management tool. Okay. And um, um, the name is Basecamp. So it's a small, it's very small. Um, but it helps me be accountable. And it also helps mm. me realize that the client is tracking what I'm tracking. Hmm. So we are both hmm. getting um, notifications that this is what has delivered this week. It needs to be delivered hmm. this week. So that way, it helps me to stay a bit more accountable to deliverables and to time. So I also use that alongside my personal planner to know, okay, this is when to start sketching. Mm-hmm. This is when to get inspiration. Mm-hmm. This is when to, to flesh out ideas. This is when to now work on the final presentation. Because there's a time where what I used to focus on was I would do all the work. Then I would leave the presentation to last minute. Then I realized, oh, the presentation is actually what sells the design. So, mm. yeah, um, I also in- intentionally try to factor in presentation design time as well um, as the project time. So I also factor that into the timelines I give to clients so that mm-hmm. they realize like, that, oh, it's a realistic timeline. This yeah. is not just for the work, but this is for how I'm going to present it to you. So um, things that normally would take me like a week to do, I'll maybe add a week and a few more days so that I can have enough time 
to work on the layout and presentation of said mm. ideas and design. So yeah, that's that's pretty much how I do it. Hmm. I like to ask um, designers these questions because when we see things from each other's perspective, it's it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I've asked a product designer. I've asked a data analyst. Let me ask you, Finn. Look at the Nigerian community, right? The design community, art community. What are we missing, Finn? Because it'd be like saying that every day we drag ourselves. It'd be like saying that every day somebody's fighting, right? It'd be like saying that every day 15K they trend, you know, something. What are we, what are we missing? And come in, I want you to come in um, from the point of an, an observer, right? This is not necessarily criticism, right? Just what are we missing? What's the design community missing? Okay, so I might I might get a lot of stick for what I'm about to say, but hey, I'm just going to be honest and plain. Okay. Um, one of the things, the first thing I think we're missing is honesty, right? Hmm. And honesty. this is in, yeah, is in many, many, many ways. <clears throat> first of all, honesty in, you know, how people are earning honesty in, um, in skill sets, like people just lie, <clears throat> you know. You know, people still work. People, so I think one thing we're first of all missing mm. is honesty. Mm. The second thing that I think we're missing is, you know, standards or standardization, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I mentioned before, like things that we should be able to measure, and um, the reason why I said that is because right now anybody can come up, or oh, because you did one or two UI screens and mm. all that, you, you can't, you think you are a mid-level designer mm. or senior designer mm. right or somebody who has only worked on passion projects mm. like let's say you worked on 20 passion projects but you've never really experienced the constraints of a design brief or of client's expectation but you think you think that that makes you a senior designer mm. i don't i don't really think so right and i think that that's one thing that is sort of missing and this one is not just in nigeria i think it's also generally yeah right yeah don't have standards of measurement standards to say and it's crazy because other fields have standards right yeah there's yeah you can't you can't have worked um you need to have worked on certain number of cases or certain um, number of uh, projects or served for certain number of years before you are considered a senior advocate of nigeria Mm -hmm. or this this and I think that's one thing we're really missing. We're really missing that standards. That way we can all hold each other accountable, yeah. right? We're not hearing that somebody is earning 100K, but mm-hmm. when you see the work the person is doing, you're like, uh, what? Mm. You know, we're missing that. And the final thing that we're missing, and I think it's being currently worked on, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, but I think one thing that isn't completely there is a proper um, leadership system, mm. right? for the Nigerian industry, especially because we are still just breaking out, mm. right? So there is no proper leadership system. Um, it's being worked on. There are different communities, there are different schools mm-hmm. and all things that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it will just help us get to where we should be because when there's a proper leadership system, you know, um, you know, this is not to encourage gatekeeping and all, but yeah. there's some things that, would not be allowed in the industry. Mm. There's some things that would not, you know, there are examples we can look to. There are people we can we can point to and say, mm. oh, these are the things that have been laid down, right? Mm. You, We cannot do 
the other way. But mm. yeah, you know, a lot of people will hear this and will say, oh, he's just encouraging gatekeeping. Mm. And, you know, but uh, you know, uh, I no. don't think we have. True yeah. be told, true be told, true be told. You actually just touched something now. And I want you to, I want you to balance the line for us. Right. When, when do I consider myself a senior designer? Is it, does it really depend on how long I've been in the game? Or does it really depend on how, let me use industry. Does it really depend on how much I've been, how long I've been in the industry? The, you know, am I a senior designer because of how much I'm earning? Or am, am I a senior designer because of how many work I've done? You know, balance that for us. Okay, so I don't, I don't have that, um, you know, standard in mind. You know, like I don't, okay. I don't know. If that's one of the things that I, um, that I think we don't have as an industry, and it would take, okay. you know, some of the leaders in the community or some of the leaders in the industry. You are one of the leaders, Finn. Ah, my Vita, brother. No, 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 Finn. Oh my, oh my. I see. I watched my. <laughs> <from that. laughs> I just want to design. Uh, okay. Eat. You know, yeah. but it would take it would take a coming together, right, to do mm -hmm. that. Because trust me, like I I've met people now yeah. who have been underground for so long, but hmm. they are some of the best designers. And I'm saying people who have been hmm. since Wait. Leslie's time, wow, since Leslie, wow. since um, since Yorks, Yorks, you know, all those old people, yeah. I know people, you know. And it would take maybe a coming together to define some of the standards to say, okay, um, a senior designer. For you to be considered a senior designer, you must have worked on X number of client projects. Mm -hmm. You must have, um, you know, I I don't know. I'm just saying all yeah, yeah, of the top yeah. X number of projects, or you must have done this, that. You must have um, had this amount of years of experience in an actual working, you know, environment. Not just, not only mm. as a freelancer. However, I, this is not to bash on any freelancer because I was a, a freelancer. But I can mm -hmm. tell you that the difference is clear you know mm. is, is there's is a difference between when you work directly with your clients and when you are working with the project management there's there's a a whole difference mm. there but i just think that there just needs to be that standardization for that but i don't mm. know what it is i don't know what it looks like if they invite me to the table to you know talk i will do that if mm -hmm. they don't i'll be glad to see whatever they come mm. up with and yeah you know, that's what i think you know there was there was just, i mean when i was freelancing of, of course i still do but there was one time we were, it was just plain freelancing i really used to consider myself after about two years i considered myself this say I, I'm, I, I'm 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 really tight like i mean not like there was a ring to like senior artist senior designer no i just felt i was really tight until mm. until i i got employed to work with this company and Man, these changes they would make, I'd be like, on my own, I wouldn't have even been able to vet that this thing is actually not going to be, you know. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> truly, truly. And the thing, it, it's just so painful because Nigerians are good. I mean, Nigerian designers are good. I mean, I see our work, the good. Even someone who's actually just, you know, let me use this term, a newbie, and, mm -hmm. they, and, they, and they drop a design project or an illustration or whatever, and you'll be like, are you sure you just started learning this thing two months ago? Like, this is good. Nigerians are good. Nigerians yeah, are yeah. Re re really good at this design thing. Kind. Yeah, and yeah, it, it just um, speaks to the amount of talent that we have yeah. in, the, in the country. I just think that, um, you know, while talent and skill is good, um, there, there still needs to be some form of... Um, of a process you know just like with a doctor mm -hmm. right we know you've been to this you've done this 
you've done this amount of years and you've gotten here, that's when we can truly say, mm. okay, you are fit to carry out a surgery. Mm. Right. Yeah. But all, all in all, I think it would take some time to get there. But yeah, I'm really enthusiastic to see what um, the Nigerian um, design industry, you know, does and um, births, honestly. Okay. Closing thought, Finn. Closing thought. Drop something for us. Just go out of your mind. Think out of the box. There's no rules. There's no question. Drop something for us. Closing thoughts. Okay. So when it comes to design, um, while we we um, we can leverage on systems and leverage on the science of of things and um, everything technical about it, mm-hmm. I also think that um, one thing we should never leave out is the human part of things mm. all right um the the core the core interactions with everything we create as designers as artists you know whatever it is is we are it's people that it's humans that would interact with it and so um you know in product design there are things around you know what people will call empathy mm. and all that yeah um you know i think that there should be that human factor with everything we're designing and with everything we're creating. We're creating for people. We're people mm. creating for people. Mm. And we, regardless of whether the things we're creating are owned, owned by brands uh, and are owned by companies and owned by systems and governments and all these things, we shouldn't forget the part of designing for humans because, mm. yeah, it is for humans. Mm. So, the, yeah, that's that's generally what I – that's my closing thoughts. I hope it makes sense. I'm trying to sound deep. Oh I'm not my. that deep. Oh, more. Oh, more. That was... No. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. That really got me. Because I just remember Fiend the human. That's it. That's your tweet. I mean... No, no, no. True. <laughs> true. We're people creating for people. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Fiend. Really appreciate it. Thank you. One more time. What's our tagline? Design plus illustration equals designstration. Design plus illustration equals designstration. Thank you very much, Fiend, for creating that time to be on this episode. I really appreciate. I really, really appreciate. Thank you so much. My goodness, man, you have lots to talk about. You really do have a lot to tell us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Pleasure of really being mine. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers, everyone. Hi everyone, thank you for tuning into today's episode and thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Have a nice day. Bye.